0: You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Visit bpn.fm to discover more. An official message from Medicare. A new law is helping me save more money on prescription drug costs. Maybe you can save too. With Medicare's Extra Help Program, my premium is zero and my out-of-pocket costs are low. Who should apply? Single people making less than $23,000 a year or married couples who make less than $31,000 a year. Even if you don't think you qualify, it pays to find out. Go to ssa.gov slash extra help. Paid for by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com.
1: It's my little escape.
0: Now Judy's the life of the party.
1: Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon.
0: Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs>
1: Hello and welcome to Half Hour, an entertainment podcast through Two Worlds Entertainment. I'm Richie. And I'm Jeff. We're here to bring you a casual conversation as always on the shows, films, concerts, music events, performances we see and observe throughout our careers. This conversation today will feature spoilers, so please make sure you see or listen to the piece we're discussing before continuing on with this episode. Today... Our episode brings us to West Side Story, the 2021 film remake by Steven Spielberg. Mm-hmm. Um, this will, this is kind of wrapping up our 2021 here with our last podcast of 2021. So if you all been listening throughout the year, you've heard our podcast change quite a bit from the beginning. Um, <laughs> we're doing a lot of movie musicals, and now and then going through some shows over the summer. Now live performances are back, but we're still bringing some cool conversations on some of these pieces that are film, movie music. Films, And this is a really highly anticipated one that was supposed to come out last year, actually, for those of you who didn't know, in 2020. got bumped a whole year into 2021 because of the pandemic. Um, and just so you all know, if you um, want to see this, this is playing in movie theaters only right now. There is no streaming option for this currently. Um, so we are talking about West Side Story, the 2021 film, not to be confused with the 1961 film, which was based on the 1957 <laughs> musical. Um, stage musical. So, uh, a few facts here about this film: West Side Story is a 2021 musical film directed and co-produced by Steven Spielberg. Has a screenplay by Tony Kushner. Um, it's the second feature length adaptation. Uh, adaptation, I'm sorry, of the 1957 stage musical of the same name, which in turn was inspired by William Shakespeare's play Romeo and Juliet. So that's the kind of lineage of the story here. This film stars Ansel Elgort and Rachel Zegler, who is in her feature film debut with Ariana DeBose, David Alvarez, Mike Feist, and Rita Moreno, all in supporting roles. Uh, For those of you who don't know Moreno, who starred in the 1961 film adaptation, also served as an executive producer on this film, alongside with Kushner. Um, This, just so you all know, as we're recording this now, it was named one of the best films of 2021 by the National Board of Review and American Film Institute receiving four nominations at the Golden Globes, uh, the 79th Golden Globe Awards. The nominations came out yesterday, including Best Picture and a tied with Belfast uh, for a leading. 11 nominations at the 27th Critics' Choice Awards, including Best Picture. So it's already getting a lot of buzz. It's getting a lot of great reviews. Um, a lot of you already kind of know this story, know the music, know what this is about. So I think we're going to spend a lot of time today talking not necessarily about the plot and what happens, because I'm, I'm assuming most of you kind of already know that or could find that in the mm-hmm. old film. Um, we're going to talk a lot about this film, this interpretation of it. Um, we had seen the West Side Story Broadway revival right before the pandemic, and that revival did did not reopen. It only ran a couple of months, if that. Um, so, and it and so not a lot of people got to see that. But that was a revival that was set in the present day. So we had seen that, and that was, I think, Jeff, your first time seeing that production yes. stage a stage production of a maybe. Uh, I know we had seen the movie together. Was, I don't know if you've yeah, ever that, seen a
0: stage production. That was my first time seeing a stage yeah. production
1: of it. So we have the original film, which is set in the time mm-hmm. period it's set, and we have the Broadway revival, which is brought up to the modern day. And now we're back to the mm-hmm. original setting of this film, uh, watching this story. So we've seen this story a few times. So kind of overall arcing thoughts. What are your overall thoughts on just this film, this Steven Spielberg film production?
0: Hmm. My overall thoughts first. Let's see. I would like to say a story like this still works today. Mm -hmm. And I think that it still works today because it, it has so much. There's still so much going on today around bigotry and patriotism and cultural divides. And the list goes on and on. And you see so much of that in this film. So I think that's why Steven Spielberg was probably inspired to do this musical. Because there's so much still going on. And there's so much that still needed to be fixed from that original film that he was like, okay, we're going to do this. And seeing that, I was like, this makes sense. This really makes sense for people to go and see this film. And what was still happening back then and what was going on then is still happening now. Mm -hmm. And that's why I think this film still works. And I I really would go as far to say that this film is... mm, almost perfect
1: mm, mm-hmm. You know, it was definitely one of the greatest movie musicals I've ever seen I always liked the original and by the way I, I can't believe I'm forgetting to mention the creative team on this which is Jerome Robbins Leonard Bernstein Stephen Sondheim mm-hmm. Arthur Lawrence the four original people who brought this story to life in the right. 50s um, and we'll talk about the cinematography in a second too I forgot to mention the cinematographer Janusz Kaminski um, some really beautiful cinematography there but yes the thing to me is I was a little nervous before I went into this because I said the original The original movie is so good. It wins Mm -hmm. many Academy Awards. It tells the story beautifully. The cinematography is beautiful. Rita Moreno's performance is an Academy Award-winning performance as Anita. and, and, And everything's working really well. Does it have some problems? Yes. It's not perfect, but I thought it was a really great great film. And I was worried that this was going to either butcher that or that this was going to reinvent that. And if you watch some of the Steven Spielberg interviews, he says, we went back to the source material, which is the Broadway show. Mm -hmm. Not that the 60s movie changed that much, but they didn't base it off the 60s movie. They went back to the original source material. Steven Sondheim was um who had just passed a few weeks ago um was around during the the creation of Steven Spielberg's recreation of this. He was the last he's the last, he was the last living original team member mm-hmm. of this. And so I was really appreciative of the homage to the original, the homage to the original stage film, uh, stage production, the homage to the original film. Yeah. You it paid such tribute to that. And yet at the same time freshened things up tightened things up and polished things up for me. But it didn't just do that. It also changed things. I was talking to someone recently and they are like, well, what are they doing with Rita Moreno? Is Doc just a female now called Doc? And I was like, no, no, actually not. It's actually not. And I thought that too. (laughs) I was like, is Rita Moreno just, are they just changing Doc to a female? Because Doc's really important. I always thought Doc was this like father, grandfather figure amongst all these young people in the town. And now it's Rita Moreno and it's the widowed wife of Doc, and we learn a little bit about that. And she's running this shop, and what she's doing, what she's teaching Tony, what Tony's teaching her, their relationship was wonderful. I thought that was such a great relationship. Um, So yes, overall, I thought there were some really nice, poignant changes throughout that made everything make sense, and heightened Emotion heightened romance Mm -hmm. heightened everything every the the anger got angrier the violence got more violent the romance the comedy got funnier there's a little bit of everything in this story you know
0: right and I think the development was Mm -hmm. thought out Mm -hmm. whereas in the the original film, the development wasn't quite there. Mm -hmm. Some storylines between certain characters was not there. So you had to kind of figure that out for yourself. Whereas now this, there was development and you were like, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. That really makes sense. And I wonder if during that time it was hard because you're dealing with certain things still that's going on in America Mm -hmm. at that time. You're dealing with Hollywood. You're dealing with having to – different prejudices and having that – yeah. In the space. Well, so it's like...
1: Rita Moreno in some of her interviews says they were they were darkening the skin of a lot of the Port, the actors and the Puerto Rican characters in the original. This was now all Puerto Rican actors or, or Hispanic descent actors playing those characters and those roles. It just made sense to do that. But, you know, going back to what you were saying about the time period, it's very important to me to see this set. Listen, I, we could do a whole other podcast about this... Broadway revival and how that was set in the modern day and how we thought some of that worked really well and how some of that was like, "Mm," but some of it did work. I really want to focus on how it's very. I think it was very smart for Steven Spielberg to still set this at the time because what do we learn in the first five minutes? Lincoln Center is being built on the upper or Midtown West. Well,
0: that's what I found interesting, and I was like, oh, that was happening with. Construction, the whole gentrification of a certain area of New York City, which is going on all of the time right. still to this day in certain parts of Brooklyn
1: Queens. Yeah. and Queens. This,
0: this was what was happening in Manhattan.
1: Yeah. And we're learning so, like, oh, all these businesses and homes are being destroyed. And here comes Lincoln Center. When you go to Lincoln Center, you say, wow, this takes up a lot of prime real estate here. You which know? I
0: think I read two years later after that movie came out is when they started the work on Lincoln Center.
1: So it's interesting that they kind of tied that in together. Yes. Also... We can't ignore the fact that, you know, it's interesting. In the original film, it's the gangs on the street. And you see it looks like a movie set. I mean, I always thought the original film kind of looked like a movie set, whether they actually had it on a film lot set or it was filmed in the actual streets. This was filmed in New York. I believe New York and New Jersey mainly, but they did a lot of principal photography in New York. And I, rem- I remember watching these first 10 minutes. I'm like, oh this is a war zone. Yeah, This is intentionally made to look like a crumbled, disastrous bomb went off in downtown Manhattan. Mm-hmm. And these gangs are running the streets. But another thing I thought was interesting is I always thought it was so weird out in the original film. It's like ghost town.
0: Yeah. Like other
1: than <laughs> seeing the Jets and the Sharks and the Dance and some of the big numbers, you see them running on the streets and like every shop is closed. I know a lot of it takes place at night. But like, Where is everybody? And so, like, when you watch this and you see the streets alive during America and you see people, the businesses and the shops being destroyed and people coming out, it just brought life back to this story in a Mm -hmm. way. And so, no, this was... Real people dealing with real problems. So the war zone aspect, the construction, the cranes, the rocks, the, the piles of debris. That was very cool, I thought, in this take.
0: I also thought an interesting part, it, just starting off with both of the gangs, we're meeting the Sharks and the Jets and, you know, they have their first fight in the beginning and then the cops come and they're talking to them. And I feel like something that we, didn't, we don't really get in the original is like both gangs are fighting for something mm. in that area. You have the sharks fighting to live there. They're just coming here and they're they're learning how to live here and they want to be part of this. But then you have the jets fighting for this territory and it's not just this territory from the sharks, it's the territory from society. Mm. They're about to get kicked out too. You know, we have both of these, like you, you learn with the Jets, like oh, you guys are just you know the misfit kids of the parents that can't get out mm-hmm. because all of the rest of the the white families were able to we're leave, leaving
1: the city or going to suburbs, or moving to other cities, and these kids are left here and they're they and that's what the cops even say to them. They say your yeah. parents are this, that, and the other thing, and you guys got you know. It's- so that
0: I found interesting because we're now setting this story up very differently for me. I don't know if you felt this way, but. You kind of almost feel bad for them.
1: Well, you almost have sympathy now for a lot of different people, yeah. and a lot, and, and there's clearly major racism going on mm-hmm. here. There's sexism going on here. There's a lot of problems, and, and and Tony Kushner's screenplay really addresses some of that. Listen, there are some wonderful moments in those in this original book and in the lyrics, of course. But when you see the dialogue edited like that yeah. to the, for the better. I think it makes complete sense. I really do. And
0: that, there was a lot of that happening. And I also felt that the, the Jerome Robbins choreo in the original was fantastic, but they removed a lot of it. I don't know. Well, there know was if a lot realized. I feel
1: like there was a lot less ballet maybe, a lot less um dancing, but Justin there Peck were, did the choreography on this, and it's very clear that he did his homework and he and really, tributed that Jerome Robbins choreo because there was still some brilliant right, Jerome Robbins like choreo subtle, moments.
0: There were subtle tastes of the choreo. You weren't like on the basketball court, and it was just ballet all over the right. basketball. It was like Part they're walking of the, down the street, and then there was moments, yeah, yeah. moments that would make sense, moments yeah. that add the element, not oh, okay, there's just mm, random ballet mm. happening all over the the film,
1: right, <laughs> right, and, and but but and and and. There was just an homage to that for sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was an homage to that original four. The lyrics are just—I mean—and I, you know, when we had um, filmed our company um, podcast, we were didn't talk too much about Stephen Sondheim. He had passed after we had recorded that, and this is the first time we're really talking on our podcast about that legend passing. And to see Company now, to see this, these mm-hmm. major works, Stephen Sondheim is twenty-five years old writing the lyrics to this. I mean, it is. He is the he was the Shakespeare of his time for the musical theater, and to talk about a Shakespeare story, I, 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 just those words are beautiful. The Leonard Bernstein music is unbelievable. We keep listening to the score and saying, "What? Where? What, uh, you the, know, like how, score, it's so much to feel with the music."
0: Yeah, and, and, the score is just fantastic.
1: It really is, and and I, I do have to say one more thing: we have to remember that this is Shakespeare. Yeah. This is a Shakespeare. So when you see the. Oh Maria, tonight, tonight. That's that is the balcony scene in Romeo and Juliet. Mm-hmm. We there is homage to that. There is tribute to that, and the music of that, and the storytelling, and the death at the end, and the, the hysteria also, of that. But there's also such,
0: creativity. Yeah, because this is not Romeo and Juliet up on the screen. Right. This is an interpretation of yes. that. Yes. Yes. Something that I think we always talk about in this theater space. Like, can you can we be more inspired by yeah. things, but not just not just make the same thing that was already made and that's why I find the story to be so beautiful.
1: Yeah, let's go a little bit over to some of these specific um, performances by some of these specific people and what we thought about some of these things. We do have Ansel Elgort and Rachel Zegler as Tony and Maria. Which
0: I have to say, I've been seeing a lot of hate towards the Tony character on his performance and I don't see what people are seeing. I thought his performance was great. He did a
1: wonderful job. I also thought Rachel Zegler, I mean, this is a feature film debut. She is bringing life. I know Natalie Wood had her own Maria in the original film, but Mm -hmm. when you see Rachel do this, you're like, wow, this is a star to be, or a current star, I should say. She's starring in this role. The, the, The love they have for each other is there. The passion.
0: The innocence.
1: Yeah, they're young. We have to remember that Romeo and Juliet are young. Tony and Marie are young. And they're just so full of love. And you feel the passion. It's passion they have towards each Mm -hmm. other. Um, Emotional energy that they feel connected with. So I thought that was really really wonderful. A lot of it
0: was believable. And I think that that's – I thought the casting on this was just great. Because I said to you after I was like – What ages are they supposed to be? You kind of don't know it and you sit on the fence. It's like, are they high school kids? Are they college kids? It's like, Mm. you know, you do hear her age is 18 and she's like, I'm 18 years old. But they all, every one of these kids up there gave a performance that made you believe it.
1: You really had, I mean, yeah, I mean – We can talk about Ariana DeBose and how that needs to be an Oscar win for her because that's out of control, amazing, what she's doing. I mean, you have have Cheetah Rivera in the original Broadway cast. You have Rita Moreno in the original film. And now you have Ariana It's a star to star to star. Mm -hmm. She... I I always think it's, it's – no offense to Tony and Maria. I always find this is more about Anita than anyone in this show. And Bernardo. And Bernardo, played by Dave Alv- David Alvarez, was amazing. Yeah. There was this uh, interesting dynamic they had, Anita and Bernardo. It was like, speak English, speak English. And, mm-hmm. and I want to speak Spanish, but I want to go back. But we're in America now. And there was that dynamic that was really heightened here. There was also this passionate energy of romance they had between each other. That was like, oh, this is also – Passionate romance, but it's also a little sexual. There was that sexual energy between the two of them. There was this, 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 and and then the tragedy that you see her dealing with when he dies. Sometimes we always, it's always about Tony dying at the end of Maria, Maria and Tony. She has a death, too. Mm-hmm. And how she spins that. I think it's so interesting when Anita comes in to tell him that Maria died. She's so upset. And and, and there's the plot twist, right? Mm-hmm. And and Anita's whole character. And to have Marie, Rita Moreno on set mm-hmm. working with her, seeing what she went through all those years ago. And, and oh, it's just, that was amazing to me. I thought Ariana DeBose Everything she does, everything she did, absolutely brilliant.
0: One thing that I thought also helped the plot in with these characters is like rem- the removal of parent presence. <laughs> yes, yes. Besides Valentina. Yeah. Right? So all of these parents are now gone, whether you're from Puerto Rico and you moved here, and but you moved without your parents, which I thought was great. Because how often do you hear, hear those stories about of, yes, young yes. people coming and moving here without their families? yes. So that just made sense, yeah. you know, because Maria's parents and Bernardo's parents are like kind of absent in the original film. They're there, but it's like. <laughs> well,
1: to really remove them and just have Valentina being the parental figure here.
0: Yeah, um, and because then you have a whole story, too, of Bernardo and Maria. Bernardo's here. Maria's coming here and to live with him. Yeah. But like she wants the American lifestyle mm-hmm. and he wants to bring his Puerto Rican lifestyle to yeah. America, yeah. he doesn't want to go down that path of being an American yeah. person. He does yeah. it, He he's, you even learn that he's like a boxer.
1: Yeah, which is cool. Which was cool. Yeah. I, I mean, yes. And it's also so interesting to see how his relationship is with Chino. Chino, yeah. we forget, is so big to the plot of this. Well, and was, we always forget that. And it, like, you, well, see Chino, Chino, is, you see Chino, you see Chino...
0: This was done very differently because they introduced Chino early on as this, like, good boy. He's part of the J- uh, Sharks, but he's like, okay, you're the one. You're going to be held out here because you're going places. Mm. And then they're like, okay, Chino, and I'm going to introduce you to my daughter because she's um, – <laughs> my sister because she's going places. Yeah. And we watch this development of this character, and he's learning to almost hate. From
1: watching his counterparts. Well, you almost see that. You hear that even at the very, very end. And yeah. Maria says, I could kill now because I have learned to hate. Or something like that. I'm paraphrasing. But the, these, the, what is taught versus what is not taught and what they are teaching each other, whether it be intentional or not intentional mm-hmm. is astonishing. Too.
0: And there was a moment, too, between Chino and Tony when they're going to the Rumble – Mm. that they help each other get inside the yeah, rumble. Yeah, the, the yeah, The doors had already yeah. closed, which let's, I mean, we'll go down the rumble scene in, in two seconds, but they helped each other. Mm. And what I found really interesting in the certain parts of watching the Jets and Sharks help each other, mm-hmm. which I felt like that was kind of added in a bit. And we'll get to the ending part, but the rumble was a completely different experience, I thought, mm. bringing this into this salt
1: yeah, the shed, warehouse, yeah. shed,
0: closing the doors. This was also kind of similar to what they did on the revival um, that we saw. Oh yeah, on
1: Broadway, Yeah, yeah. yeah. Bringing it into yeah. that
0: dark warehouse yeah. space. Yeah. I was like, this makes
1: sense. Yeah, it's closed off from the world. Who's who's? If it's summer, maybe this is set mm-hmm. in. You know, who's going to a salt and sand shed when it snows? You know, that's just an empty place that they broke into and were able to go do this in. You know, and so.
0: But another element of this rumble was like it was an actual fight. It it. Lacked the choreo that's included in the original.
1: But the choreo was in the beginning. It was in cool. There was yeah. some cool... Co- so th- there's some moments where the choreo makes sense. This was just... Yeah, this was going to be a movie fight. You yes. know what I'm saying? And Which it I think
0: was needed. Yeah. It's needed. Don't, don't change the... The scene by adding yeah. choreo to it. And I think what? Does Riff in the original film he dies while they're dancing?
1: Maybe. I believe it's choreographed that yes. way. I mean and, and talking about him, Mike Feist plays um him. I mean, that is, I almost felt like I was watching. If there's any character that felt the most Shakespearean to me, mm-hmm. it was him. It was this like presence. It was the way he stood and commanded himself and told his lines. I believe it's Mercutio. That's friends with the Romeo. I could be so wrong, so Shakespearean <laughs> people, but I, I, but that's Romeo's friend in the, and I think what riff is based off of, yeah. and and you see that Shakespearean act. It's almost like a Shakespearean moment yeah. for him. Yeah. I, I thought that was so. Oh, he was fantastic. He was absolutely fantastic, and it was really, really great.
0: And there were three songs I kind of want to talk about because yeah. I thought that they have. They have different meanings in this film, and it's the G Officer Krupke mm. cool, and I feel pretty. I thought all three of these were done very differently yeah. um, in this film that I think just make them work better. Mm-hmm. In the other, in, in the original film, it's a little bit like they're kind of filler, yeah. You know, but to see the this is where I think we feel bad for the jet, uh, the Jets when you you listen to Officer Krupke. And they're in this jail and they're talking about like, oh, they're, they're, they're just like why they are this way. And it makes sense because you don't really get to have that character development sometimes. Like it's comedic in the original yeah. film and this is, it's comedic, but it's also sad. Yeah. It's sad because they don't know how to be good.
1: In society. Mm-hmm. And they out, don't know yeah. how to fit in yeah. because
0: everyone just tells them, you know, you have a mental disease yeah, or yeah. you're crazy right. or you're this. Right. And to watch that, they're just trying to survive, but they don't really know how. Yeah, And and
1: to, right before that, we to talk about – I know we're talking about the songs, but talk about anybody's and that character yes. and that really amazing fight scene that she has there in the beginning. They, I'm sorry, they, we're going to go – I don't refer to anybody's day, um, and their character makes sense. Anybody was always in the original. Get out of here! Get out of here! You're a girl, yeah. you know. Get out of here! You're we, this is for boys. And I was like, no, they're of course. If, whether it was Tony Kushner or Steven Spielberg to make that a it's trans like, character or trans or identifying character, binary, and, binary, right? And mm-hmm. and having that character come through and say. I don't want to be with the jet girls. I yeah. want to be with you. Yeah. And how they kind of make fun of her and cause that fight in the right before that song. Mm-hmm. Um, that's really and the camera cut to them quite a lot. And I yeah. thought that was really really uh, astonishing to see that take on that character. I thought mm-hmm. that was really really cool. So I, I didn't wanted to definitely make sure I mentioned them at some point.
0: And I also thought it was what they what they did with cool was really cool. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah <laughs> that was suspenseful. Whole, at times. They had this
0: whole scene about the gun and. Tony wanting to stop Riff from bringing the gun mm-hmm. to the rumble. Mm-hmm. And it was like, it was suspenseful. It was, wa- you're like, what's going to happen? And like, at the end he gets the gun and like, you just watch Tony and you're watching, you kind of fall in love with him more in this movie. Um, he wants to be this better person and you keep asking yourself, but can he be,
1: mm-hmm. he
0: has all of these elements in him. It's like, I don't know if he can, right. You know? And we learned that later in the rumble that, He can. He, you know, when his brother, his best friend, is almost well, he's murdered. He, even though Bernardo is Maria's sister, he still kills him because he has rage, and you see that when he's punching Bernardo in the face, he's almost going to kill him. Right. You see the anger. Yeah,
1: there is a lot of anger. Yeah, and these and these songs attribute to the plot of that. The songs help. What was that? uh, And I, I
0: just have to say, I feel pretty.
1: You watch this
0: and you know that Bernardo was just murdered and she's singing this song. So she has no idea, idea, but she's about to be with Tony tonight. So she feels amazing. But like to also have, see her working in a different position, not like in the dress shop, but to be like, oh, she's cleaning the white elitist um, department Department store store with these women. And they're all like, what is this girl doing? Yeah. Yeah. And she's just like, oh. She's gonna learn the hard way,
1: but she's and and it's the innocence of. I believe in the stage production, It's the opening of Act Two. Is I feel pretty, mm. and it's just the moment to say like I'm in love with this guy, and I feel really pretty. And some people say, oh, it's a filler song. Oh, they would actually cut from the Broadway revival. Right. And, um, and so no, but this it made was moved sense into in a this. different
0: position. Yeah, it
1: was the juxtaposition of like death. And then dun dun dun, dun dun dun, you
0: know, okay, you know. Yeah. And another thing that I have to say I thought was a very interesting choice, and probably people are not gonna agree with this, but giving somewhere to Valentina yeah. and not making it a duet anymore was uh, people are gonna be sad that it's not the duet, and they're gonna be sad that it's not how the film ends with her singing somewhere and him singing somewhere, but she sings somewhere because I think Valentina needs to be that person to be like, I thought we were going places, but still somewhere out there, there's space. It's just not here. Right,
1: right, right. For her own marriage, for the kids that she sees, if you notice actually in the cinematography, her shop, when you look at the, when they pan out on her shop, the Constructions all yeah. around her shop. It's almost yeah. like when she dies or when she tells the store, the shop will be gone too. It's the end of an era. Yeah. And so I think that was very interesting. I loved watching her sing that for sure. I also, talking about music, the, I hope I'm saying this right, the La Borinquena, the Sharks version of that in the very, very beginning when they're singing that in mm-hmm. that. I thought that was really, oh, really great. Was great. And um, even the America. Yeah. We the, didn't really. Yeah, we, yeah, America. I mean, that is a number. The choreo in America, the but way it's take done. It, I mean,
0: obviously, the America scene is so iconic in the original yeah. movie, but in this film, you're taking it out of that like you know rooftop backlot Hollywood version, and you're putting this into like they're you're seeing the, what they're
1: singing, right? In they're the going town back and forth with, with the, people dancing, the kids dancing, the elders dancing, and there's
0: the people, the people that you're talking about. That it's like, yeah, oh. Okay, this makes sense. Yeah. This makes not to sense. mention the
1: costumes. We haven't even talked about the design much, but <laughs> the costumes, the wigs, the scenery, the props, the lighting, the cinematography—it's a masterpiece the, the, cinematography film.
0: the cinematography was amazing. I'm,
1: I also another thing of music. I, I find a boy like that slash I have a love between Anita and Maria with those pastel silks hanging there like that. It's just—it's a—it's a song that's like I'm angry, but I'm not. But you, he killed so and so. But I love him. I, oh, the emotions of it! I mean, it's and just
0: Steven Spielberg's camera angles just going in. Mm. Even in the tonight duet,
1: yeah,
0: he has that moment where they're in between the greats, and it's just yeah. on the on the fire escape, yeah. and it's just like
1: it's almost like they're in a jail. They can't be together. <laughs> they can't it's be beautiful. together.
0: That yeah. the, the close ups of both of their faces, yeah. the close up of Anita's face and Maria's face in singing a boy like that. It's like mm. it's just. Perfect. And then we I think we just have to talk about the ending because we're almost at the end of this yeah, half I was Yeah, we're almost, <laughs> I know we're going, oh,
1: this is a lot to talk about. I The ending to me works very well as it is. Like, this is what's smart. It's almost like this creative team sat around a table and says, we're going to change X, Y, and Z, but we're not going to change A, B, and C. Yeah. And there was something about the end that was like, Every line, does nothing... He's running towards Maria. Before he dies, he sees Maria is actually and, alive. Yes, thank God they kept that moment still. He sees that. He dies. She's there. And she says, how many bullets, Chino? All that's kept. How many bullets are left to kill all of you? And how many bullets are left for me? Uh, that needs to stay. I mean, that is just written so brilliantly. And then at the end, they lift him up. But here's where the change is. If you're looking as that camera's panning out, because in the original film, the camera was panning out as well. There's Valentina going over to lift Chino and you're like, what's going on? She's the mom, the grandma, the parental figure to say, let's go. Here's the cops. I'm giving you to the cop. Here's the gun. I'm handing in the gun. Get, I got to get this cleaned up off this street, outside this shop. She's kind of wrapping it up as Maria's walking away with the body, and there's the cops, and it's fade out to blackout.
0: Okay, but you also have such a chilling moment of the Jets and Sharks coming pick, coming together, together to pick him up. up Tony and yep. bringing him into yep. the shot As Maria like just follows. You're like, did yep. they just come together yep. to do that? Yep. And I'm sorry, one of those scenes of just watching Maria and Tony in the same shot running towards yeah, each other. Yeah, brilliant.
1: It's brilliant. The whole thing was brilliant. It's hard to sit here and say, well, what's wrong with it? Because I I do truly think it's one of the most perfect movie musicals I've ever seen. And and there's some great movie musicals (laughs) out there.
0: The only thing that's wrong... Is if you do not go see this film in the movie We actually theater. saw it in the movie theater and in an IMAX
1: <laughs> in the movie theater. If you're looking for – if you like IMAX movies, it is playing in IMAX theaters. And yeah. it's going to be playing – it probably won't go to streaming, I don't think, to at least after the holidays. No. So I think go you to need the, to see this in the yeah, film. Yeah, it's because meant Steven to Steven
0: Spielberg's films are meant to be seen in the movie theater. Yeah. On the big screen.
1: Brilliant stuff. Brilliant stuff. Uh, <sighs> Uh, time is up. We're already out of time here. We're Let's do out of our time. one minute recap. I don't even
0: know if we have time for a one minute or do, recap. Or do a 30 Let's second just do recap. A, just go see this film. It yeah. is literally beautiful. The performances are amazing. They're, I I can't find anything really wrong with it. Right. I right. really can't find. And I'm not looking for anything right. wrong with it. If people are looking for something wrong, that's why they're blaming Tony for not being that that amazing. Because like that's... Something they're just looking Mm -hmm. for. But he's not. He's great. I found everyone to really hold their own in this film. And I think the whole creative team did justice yeah. to this
1: film and I will agree with that I think Steven Spielberg is brilliant I thought that Tony Kushner everything was brilliant about it and like I said Jerome Robbins Leonard Bernstein Steven Sondheim Arthur Lawrence would all be so proud of this Steven Sondheim was proud of this in his last interview he talked about how proud he was of this yeah. telling of this and may he rest in peace I know we didn't get to talk much about him but he was a brilliant creative mind working with other brilliant creative minds I think they would all be really proud of what this is and what this story is and maybe in 50 or 60 years from now someone else will redo this movie again, and it'll be done in a different way because what world will we be in then? Who knows, you know? Mm -hmm. And so, um, yes, please go check it out. Please go check it out. Really, really wonderful stuff. That's it for 2021 (laughs) for us. This is our last podcast for 2021. We hope you all enjoyed. Go back and listen to some of the awesome stuff um, we've done comment like on Instagram tell us what you'd like to hear what you'd like to hear in 2022. We have some amazing Broadway shows coming up. We have some movie musicals coming up in 2022 as well. Um some awesome awesome stuff. And but we're going to be bringing back the pop music. We'll talk about some pop music a little bit. Of, yeah, we're going to um, talk Feller. about. We haven't done that in a few months. <laughs> so yes, thank you. Um subscribe to our podcast on Spotify or Apple Music. Leave us a review if you love you heard. We'd also want you in engage join our conversation head over to instagram at half hour podcast that's our instagram for this at half hour podcast comment on the latest post about this podcast episode we'd love to hear from you signing off for now we're wishing all of our followers and listeners a very happy healthy and safe holiday season and a happy new year and next time you hear us it'll be 2022 yay (laughs) all right signing off for now i'm richie and i'm jeff saying ta-ta